This podcast is part of the Famous Original Podcast Network family. You can find us by going to www.fopnet.biz. Welcome, everybody, to episode 23 of Ride the Pine. This is a podcast where three friends discuss sports with a side of anxiety and lots of doubt. As always, I'm your host, Dan, joined by Ron and Kyle. Guys, how are we doing this week? Hey, I am sleepy. I think I've been uh, you're, you're, I'm going to go take a nap. You're, you're always sleepy. Yeah, I know. That's I will say this, I never of get the three sleep. of us, <laughs> I will say of the three of us, two of our teams won and one lost. And can you believe the one loss is the Patriots? Right. You would never have guessed can that. Can I believe it? I mean, yeah. <laughs> Shut up, Ron. <laughs> I will say this on a side note. Way to go with the Bills. No running back, and they still pull out the win. Oh, I got to say, way to go with the Bills, because I picked the Kansas City Chiefs to be my new team, and now all of a sudden they're winning games. <laughs> yeah, and not, not only that, starts off with Shady McCoy. Goes down with an injury. Then mm-hmm. Chris Ivory goes down with an injury. Then their yeah. schlub third stringer down with an schlub. injury. So then they're like, well, we're going to just I, do an empty set with our fullback. Yeah. And I need to watch still a run for game. over 100 yards. Jeez. I always see like bits and pieces. I want to watch a few drives. I, I feel like it's awful boring to watch those games, but I want to see some of their offense. There is yeah, a lot of okay. hype around Josh Allen. Oh, I know. He, he, he's playing really well right now. Yeah. And I think it's because he listens to the podcast and heard you choose a different team. He was very sad that you left. He's upset. Hey, yeah, w- exactly. What do you guys think? If you had to pick, would you take Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson if you were starting I mean, a franchise right now? I don't know. I'd probably pick Josh Allen, I guess. I don't know much about Lamar Jackson. I'd probably take Josh Allen also, mainly because I don't think Lamar has that leadership quality yet. I think Josh Allen was kind of thrown into in Buffalo, and they were like, all right, now be a leader. You he's think like, so? Uh, he's like, okay. And I think he inspires that team right now. I think he's their inspiration. That's funny. I feel the opposite. I feel like Lamar has that natural leadership ability, and I feel like Josh Allen still has to kind of learn that, and he will. I think he'll fit in really well, but I feel like he's really just kind of getting the, the hang of it. But they just remind me so much of the same kind of kind of quarterback. Well, I think I think Lamar Jackson is a great quarterback, don't get me wrong, but until Joe Flacco leaves that team, that's his team. And and that's just in my opinion. Well, Joe, I mean that's just a, a matter of months. He's going to be gone. Yeah, I don't know if you heard about that, uh, Ron. But at end of the year, Joe Flacco will not be returning to the Baltimore Ravens. Oh yeah, I heard that part. Yeah, I mean uh, we didn't. We surprised. record this in order. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, our our topic for this week for our first segment um, is uh, something that actually Ron brought up to us, and it was actually a great point. Uh, and it's not just in relation to football, but just all sports in general. Uh, and we're going to also put it on Twitter, see what you guys think, and Instagram. If your team is mathematically eliminated from playoff contention, if like there's no way your team can make the playoffs, do you still play hard every game? Or do you give up and be like, huh, we'll just wait till next year and just kind of give up? Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts on it. We'll be posting that uh, poll later today. But I'll open it up to you guys. What do you guys? What are your thoughts? This on is it? a good time of year for this. With the NFL coming into Week 16, there's a few teams, well, a lot of teams that are out of it already. So that's kind of a good question. Are you? So are you, are you going into more of? You say you, as in 
would you do that or do you think it happens? And well, what's the extent of it? You know what I mean? Well, I think uh, there, there's two sides to this. As a player, the players are probably still playing hard, but I think the the management may, may see it differently. They they see next year, oh, we're going to have a top pick if we keep losing. Let's try to like tank a little bit or like still play to win, but then like come up short, quote fingers, come up short at the end. You know, because they, they want to look at the future. If they know they're not making the playoffs this year, uh, what's the point in being like the best loser? You know what I mean? You know what? I, I totally agree with that. Like the, it makes no difference how many more games you win. You just you give yourself a worse player next year. But, you know, I, ideally, if you win more and you move up in the draft order. Um, but I totally disagree. I don't think anyone gives up any games. I don't think there's any 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 air quote come up sure i don't think there's any tank I, I do not believe that at all i think there's been a few corrupted ex- instances of that years ago i don't think that's a thing anymore these are people's livelihood and what they made their money off of and they may not have something else if they don't do this and i see a lot of coordinators and coaches lose their jobs in the last few weeks you think they would have been trying to tank knowing they're going to lose their job I, I i can never imagine that yeah um i'm going to throw back to a couple of years ago like i was saying you know kind of off mic or maybe i said it on mic and i can't remember well i don't know Uh, my brain's kind of scrambled right now but there was a uh, time when the buffalo sabers weren't second in the division and uh you know they were actually last in the league and they you know the fans started to turn against them and started cheering for them to lose so they could get you know future icon and legend jack eichel and uh it wasn't wasn't a very good time in the franchise history but you know Sometimes when you're part of the fan base, like you start to cheer for that kind of stuff so that hopefully your team can start to get better. Um, it's kind of a thing to do. I did it. I know that there's a couple other people out there who've done it, but, uh, Oh yeah. I say fans do quite often. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if the, like, I feel like there's probably some members of management that do that kind of thing. Like, I feel like in the case of the Sabres, it was Tim Murray's first year with the team, I think and maybe the second year and uh they were getting ready to getting ready to get rid of ted nolan as their head coach and i know he wasn't very happy about that and so he kept on like encouraging his guys and trying to get them to win and then like somehow out of nowhere buffalo's goaltending suddenly got amazing and like they were winning games and everybody's like freaking out like oh my god we're not gonna get Connor mcdavid right (laughs) Right. we're not gonna get jack eichel shoot and uh you know, spoiler alert, guys, Sabre still finished in last. Um, <laughs> and the rest, as they say, is history. So I think that sometimes it can funny. be worth it to do that. But I don't think that teams necessarily intentionally try to do that kind of stuff. At least, I mean, I wouldn't think there's a lot of them to do anyway. Well, and, and you know, I agree with you because, you know, when it comes to like the NFL, uh, when, you know, it's a guaranteed draft order and you know that if you stay in the spot you're at, and you have a chance to get someone that you've scouted throughout the college football year that you know you could possibly draft next year. Mm-hmm. I, I think there's this part of you or part of me that believes that some of these organizations are saying, we have a chance at, the, at getting this guy next year who can make a, b- a big difference for our organization moving forward. I think they take that chance and more or less hope that they lose going forward, but I wouldn't say that they tank. In other sports like the NHL and NBA, it's not the same as the NFL, where it's a guaranteed draft order. Those mm, sports, right. it's a draft lottery, oh, yeah. which is completely different. So I think yeah. in those sports, you can't tank because 
yeah, you could have the worst record in the in the NHL, but you're not. You just means you have more numbers in the pot for a potential number one pick. Like right, did, you which said helps, Buffalo was yeah, the worst. You don't get it. For did sure. you say the Buffalo was? Uh, you said they were dead last in the league. And what pick did they come up with? Uh, the Sabres ended up with the number two pick. That's how Exa- they got Eichel. Ex- exactly. Exactly yeah. my point. So, yeah, you had the worst record in the league, worst team in the league. Mm-hmm. Yet you didn't get the number one pick. So there, there's never a guarantee. Yep, so and that's how Edmonton keep... Edmonton got Connor McDavid. Womp, womp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's tough in like something like the NBA and NHL. Like there's many more games. So if there's any sort of like, you know, collusion to like tank like that man it just looks worse because you have there's a lot more games to lose you know in football there's only so many losses you have to have a news conference about but man nba or nhl you're talking loss after loss after loss you know that could really look bad (laughs) you know and not only those sports what about baseball baseball is the longest season of, of the four imagine your team like the baltimore orioles those poor baltimore orioles who had over 120 losses this year and that's a long time from when they knew they were out. Like that just gets demoralizing. Like, you know, even more the reason why I feel like it's hard to to tank that kind of thing because think of how long you'd have to be doing that for and how, how long you're bad, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they were out, mathematically out in like the beginning of August. I think they were out probably like a month and a half before the season. Wow. Think about that for a yeah, second. So crazy. you're a player for the Orioles and you're like, oh, we're out of playoff contention. Well, why am I playing? Yeah. You know, if you're on that team, and then they kept losing. They, they It wasn't like they won a couple games. They kept losing. And I think they finished with, I want to say it was like 126 losses or 128 losses. That's like almost unheard of. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. that must be close to the M- MLB record. Yeah, and, that's a bad year for sure. But I mean, and, those and players, it, like that, some of them are looking for a contract. Some of them aren't making much. Like they're, they're going to play as hard as they can. There's no way they're giving up. That's actually where I was gonna I was gonna go with this point. Is the question is you know when you're playing for such a bad team, do you play extra hard knowing that there are potentially other teams who might have had like an injury bug or something like that, and they call your that organization say, hey, we're inquiring about this player. Uh, are you interested in trading for so and so? And at that point, it's a two edged sword because then that organization who's got the horrible record, this case Baltimore. It's potentially getting like picks or a prospect or something like that to build for next year. And they're giving away someone who potentially has big salary, like a Adam Jones or like yeah. um, like a, another big name player that they have on their team. Zach Britton, I think, got traded away midseason. If you have that opportunity, you want to make sure that your stock is as high as possible for when that call comes. Because if your stock is kind of middle of the road and the team calls saying, oh, who do you have available? Right. And then you're like, oh, I have this, 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 this person. No, we're not interested. You know, and that call could have been from the Red Sox, could have been from the Astros, could have been from the Yankees, you know, teams that you know are going to be in the playoffs. So yeah. you want to make your stock as high as possible. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck on this horrible team for the rest of the season and potentially the whole next year. Yeah. And that goes for the team itself, too, right? I mean, if they're not doing so well, they want to have something to use as some value. For some for some trade bait or something, you know. Yes, indeed. In indeedio. <laughs> um, I think this is I think this is a great topic mainly because it applies to all sports, not necessarily like soccer and rugby and golf and whatever, but like those four major sports. It really sets in like now. If you guys were a player, what what would your take be on it? If you were playing for a team like the Baltimore Orioles, or if you were te- playing for a team like the Arizona Cardinals, like. 
what would you guys want to do as a player if you notice that maybe your man- management, your coach, is not acting the same way as they usually are, and you could tell that it's costing them games? Would you say something, or would you keep it to yourself and just keep playing hard and mind your own? Um, I mean, me personally, I'd probably just keep my head down, honestly, and just keep doing my thing. Um, yeah, if we were like doing really poorly, I'd just try to pad my own personal stats. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think there's a lot, I think a lot of players have a lot of input with their teams and their organizations now and coaches, um, especially where the coach, coach and player age difference is so close. There's a lot more relationship there. Um, I'd be playing hard for sure. And I'd be, I'd be having to ask some questions for sure. Um, there's just so many levels of a team now that not just one coach calls the shots. So I feel like it's easy to feel like you're not, you know, going to get a, you know, the whistleblown or near or anything because you're calling out something that you don't think is happening the right way, especially if you know the game, we all know the game. So if they're making calls that are definitely the wrong way and we're not performing as well, I think that's normal, normal to bring it up because those kind of things shouldn't be happening. You know, I, I like both of your takes, you know, and I'm going to take part of Ron's and part of Kyle's. I think I would definitely keep my head down and just play as hard as I can to kind of build my stock, pad my stats. But then at the same time, I would like want to confide in I won't, not necessarily the head coach, but maybe like a trainer or something like that. Kind of put a bug in someone's ear of, hey, do you think this is going on? Do you think uh, do you think something's happening from upstairs? Do you think they're trying to tank or things like that? I wouldn't necessarily go right to management and be like, hey, are you guys tanking? Because that's just not that's like going to your boss and tattling on other people. I mean, that's like you know what I mean. You don't want to be a mm-hmm. snitch, and at the same time, you just want to go there and you do your job, just like. All of us, like we have our jobs. You go to your job to do your job and go home. But there's also you know? this. That's why there's the point of the uh, you know whistleblower laws. You know the, that kind of stuff can't happen if that's not part of the game. It shouldn't be happening no matter what. Um, you know, maybe even you're just going about it differently by offering up different ideas or how come we're not trying this or that. You know, and then of course there's always the media. If you really want to blow someone up, no, yeah. definitely, go I completely agree. <laughs> completely agree. Yeah. You know, but a lot of times, you know, you you mentioned Twitter. A lot of times that blows up in your face. And I, I one person comes to mind, and that's Jalen Ramsey of the oh, Jacksonville geez, yeah. Jaguars. The amount of crap talk that that guy talks about both the organization and his play, his teammates is ridiculous. Like, he was asked at a press conference after the game on Sunday about, is he concerned for Doug Marone's job security? Know what Ramsey's response was? It no, was. I have no idea. It was the only person I care about is myself. Yeah, I mean that. <laughs> yeah, funny. I, I I don't Thank blame you, him. Captain Obvious. But <laughs> I, I don't blame him for saying that. But at the same time, you're at your job's press conference. This isn't like you're at at your home and you're on Twitter blasting your coach. This is like media day, de- like media at your facility. Mm. Like you're in the building at your work. That's like me. Being at work, being asked a question from the media, just hypothetical. I mean, being like, oh, by the way, my boss sucks. Yeah. You just don't do that. No. <laughs> That's just like the last <laughs> thing you do. And frankly, it's a really stupid thing to do, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you don't go about it. No. Right. How Jalen Ramsey is doing it is not how you're supposed to do it. I get it. You're frustrated. You're four and 10. I understand. But there are different ways to go about it. And that's not the way to do it. Yeah. But, uh, I think that was a great little debate that we had there. I'm very happy that we did that. That was a great topic, Indeed. Ron. Well played. Well done. Thanks. We are going to take our first break, and when we come back, we're going to do our pick'em segment 
for week number 16. Stay tuned. Hey, listener. Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get... Welcome back from our first break, everybody. Um, We're going to hop right into our picks for week number 16. Can you believe it's already almost the playoffs, Kyle? Hop, hop. I know it is. It it's, is. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane to me that, to think that there's only two more weeks left in this regular season, and then we're going to be thinking about playoffs. I know. I was thinking, I'm like, oh, we got so much time, so many weeks of football, and now it's pretty much half the, half the playoffs are already set, it seems like. Granted, though, this should be a great weekend, especially because uh, most people have a four-day weekend. Well, I know I do with my work. Yeah, so, baby. Uh, you know, you got Saturday football, we got Sunday football, you got Monday football. I mean, what's better than that, right? Right, yeah, and that's all uh, like Christmas Eve. That's awesome to have the games or that one game. <laughs> Absolutely, uh, even though it's the Broncos and the Raiders, but we'll get to that. Um, it's all right. It's all right. Uh, so we're going to start it off with uh, Saturday game, 4.30 uh, p.m. on the NFL Network. It's the Redskins at the Titans. Uh, who do you like in this game? Man, Tennessee is heavily favored. They're like favored by ten or something, um, and I am I am gonna roll with them. I do feel comfortable about it. They're just looking, you know, that they, they kind of turned it around. They look a little bit better. Um, I'm kind of surprised Washington got the win last week. I don't see that um, continuing. I think uh, the Titans are definitely overall the better team, and, and uh, I think they're gonna pull it out. Of their offense, I definitely rely more on Henry. You know, and, and it's funny you mentioned that. You know, why weren't they doing this all season long? I think they tried to incorporate Dion Lewis as the main back at the beginning, and it just wasn't working, and hence why they right, were struggling yeah, it's so much. Now. As right. soon as they incorporate Henry, what, three straight wins? And yeah, he's had six touchdowns done, yeah. in, in three weeks? Yeah, I mean, he was playing, but I guess they just didn't give him as many looks earlier in the year. No. Is that right? Right. You, you got to give the guy a chance. I mean, the guy at Alabama was an absolute monster. And you know, know a lot of a lot of my close friends took Derrick Henry like late in drafts. They're like, "Oh, he's going to be a dark horse this year," and they just never used him. They just never used him the right way. And clearly, guy has a what close to two hundred yard rushing game and four touchdowns two weeks ago. I mean, when you have yeah, that, that kind of awesome. talent, I mean, I don't think the Redskins are going to be able to contain him. And for that reason, I'm picking the Titans. I think they're yeah, and they're. They're fighting for a playoff spot. They have a chance. Yeah, I think if they win these next two weeks, they they snag um, at least a wild card spot. Uh, if the Titan, uh, if the Texans aren't caref- careful, they could lose their their division spot. Watch out for the Titans and watch out for the Colts. Uh, both playing really good football right now. Um, the yeah. next, it, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Houston does. The next game, I'm actually really looking forward to. I think this is going to be my game of the week. Uh, it's actually 8.20 p.m. NFL Network. You got the Baltimore Ravens at the L.A. Chargers. Um, before we get into our picks, did you see the video of Stephen A. Smith talking to Teddy Bruschi and Max Kellerman about how the San Diego Chargers are playing great football with Hunter Henry all season? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might be the greatest uh, video clip I've ever seen because Teddy Bruschi's yeah. face was just a pure, what? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, uh, man, yeah, that was, was good. Cl- that was classic. But this is this is a really interesting matchup because you know back like about a month ago I had said that the Ravens were the top scoring uh, or the top rated defense, and you were like, wait a minute, what about like you know all these other teams? I had misread it. They were the top scoring defense. So the one actually who will get- scoring, right? They sure do. They do that every year. They're good at that. Yeah, they're really good at takeaways, but they're also really good at getting takeaways and scoring off of the takeaway. Um, yeah. So and you we got on that. So you got the Ravens, who are just a, the great defense, and then you got the Chargers, possibly getting back Melvin Gordon. You know, with a banged up um, Keenan Allen. Hot man! They just took out Kansas City. They oh. took out Kansas City without Melvin Gordon. And without Keenan Allen, because Keenan. Keenan, yep. Keenan Allen was out in the what the first quarter. Oh, exactly. Yeah, first second drive. Yeah, and their second running back Eckler technically was out, right? Yeah, yeah and and what's his name? Josh Jackson uh, did a great job filling in. I think he played really well. But yeah, this is a very intriguing matchup because can L.A. Can, the Chargers can they contain the run heavy offense of the Ravens? Because they're just going to drain you with that run offense. Yeah, you know that's how you like dictate a game, like. Baltimore, I wonder why they're doing so well. They have a good defense, but on offense, they really do just kind of own the ball. And that running, like, that just puts teams out of it. So that's going to be their, their chance is having a few good long drives on on uh, the Chargers. Yeah, you know, this is, a, this is such a tough one for me, especially because, you know, I have family out in California, and I've always rooted for the Chargers. I'm a big Phillip Rivers fan, you know. They they always bring up the demographic of because uh, Big Ben and Eli were drafted in the same draft as Rivers. Oh, how many titles Big Ben has? How many titles um, Manning has? And how Rivers has none? And I always think that's kind of unfair because he's never had a really solid supporting cast on either offense or defense. But now this is a year they've taken out Kansas City. They've taken out teams like the Broncos. They've taken out teams like the Steelers. Take them seriously. Otherwise, you're going to get burned, and I think the Chargers win this game. It's going to be incredibly close, maybe one point. Yeah, you might be right. I, th- I think this might be like the week that changes everyone's mind. Like, you got to take them for real because you were just saying that about them, and I'm thinking, yeah, but I don't care. They're not like they're not Super Bowl bound. But no, that they had some huge wins, and they've looked great. And then Kansas City, like what more do you need to prove? Like they just beat Kansas City. Like this is – and if they take down Baltimore, like they've got to be – you know, Super Bowl contenders. Um, it, I just feel like every year they're like that second tier. They're never quite the top team, you know? Yeah. It, the, the, they're always like missing that one piece that makes them a, a huge difference. Well, yeah. And, you know, sometimes it's playing in the bad weather. They can't do that. Or they usually have a kind of a bad defense. But this year they got it all. And, and you know, and my thing is, though, Kyle, is, you know, if it was a win against Kansas City in L.A., that's like everyone's going to be like, oh, they were at home, they had the advantage. They went to they went to Arrowhead Stadium in that loud, raucous crowd, prime time, and they they took it to the Chiefs, and I was incredibly yeah. impressed. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, I, I guess they are going to be for real. They're going to be tough to play in the playoffs. I mean, yeah. it would be awesome to see them make a run at the Super Bowl. I just did not picture them at all. I'm thinking New England or Kansas City, but I think Kansas City lost their edge. Because now, because now you think about it. So back a few weeks ago, everyone's like, "Oh, Kansas City is the number one seed. There's a lock. They're gonna they're gonna go forward and steamroll everybody." Hold up a second. Kansas City just won, uh, lost the tiebreaker with the Chargers. So now, if they finish with the same record, Chargers take the top seed, and the Chiefs are relegated to a wild card spot. 
Think about that for a second. Imagine if the Chiefs yeah, were a wild card team. <laughs> they probably will be. Yeah, they I wouldn't be surprised be. if they if they are. Not at all. Especially because the the Chargers actually have a relatively easy schedule down the line. Um, I'm actually pulling up their schedule remaining right now. Give me a second. I mean, they get the Ravens and then at the Broncos. I mean, I might have see. Here's gonna be the here's gonna be the tough thing. But even if they win that. Right now, the Chiefs, um, they play the Raiders in Week 17, um, and then they're playing Seattle this week. In so if Seattle, they win those too. Two, right. If they win those two games, they still have the better division record, so they'll hold the, the division. Yeah, which is crazy to think that it could be a difference right of now, one game. Yeah, because right now, KC is technically in first because they have the better divisional record. Um, geez, yeah, it's going to be real close. Um so now we have uh, our, our lineup of 1 o'clock games on Sunday the 23rd. Uh, first one up, we got the Texans at the Eagles on CBS. Um, this one should be interesting, especially with the Eagles coming off a huge win against the Rams. <laughs> uh, a must win. I mean, I cannot believe they're still freaking hanging around to win the division. The NFC East is the funniest division to try to predict who's going to win. <laughs> And you know, and then you got the Cowboys who got blanked. You got the Redskins winning, hanging around at seven and seven. Right. And then you got the Eagles game, yeah. at seven and seven. And then don't forget about the Giants. Granted, they just lost to the Titans, but there's some sneaky way where they could end up in that top spot if the rest of the teams kind of choke. And uh, actually, actually, no, no, they can't now because Dallas is up three wins on them. Uh, okay. All right. So. Yeah. Giants are out. Sorry, Giants fans. Just barely, though. Isn't that funny? It took until now. Uh, yeah. I'm taking Philly in this game. I, I think they're gonna they're gonna push it the most they can to win this division. It's gonna be a tight one. Now, now, hear me out on this one. Are the Eagles a different team with Nick Foles at their quarterback? I mean, they are. Wentz is just he's out. He's been rusty. He's just you know he's just away from it. Uh, I want to see the guy get it to go, get it going. Maybe he, maybe he never was quite ready to go this year. But um, I think yeah, I think I think they're different with Foles. I think, I think they run pretty smoothly with him. I mean, do you think they rushed him back? Do you think they rushed ones back? Yeah, and he's just that might it's, be it, yeah. It seems like I, he's you know over cautious. I think it was a, co- a combination of that. Any player you get a bad injury, it's just easy to not be your same, you know, be yourself for a little while. And he's at a game speed, you know, like it's kind of all that. I, I think it was too early, apparently. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm actually uh, going to be taking the Eagles in this one as well, since it's going to be in Philadelphia. Really? Uh, you nice. know, mainly because the, the the Texans are a different team on the road. When they're at home, if this is in Houston, I'm taking yeah. Houston all day long. But yeah. Houston is like the Pats. The Pats, when they're on the road, they stink on the road this year. But when they're at Foxborough, it's lights out. Yeah. Uh, the Texans are the same way. When they're at home, forget about it. They'll beat any team nine, nine times out of ten. But put them in the road in a condition where they're going to be out in the elements. Like, it's probably going to be pretty crappy weather this weekend yeah, in Philly. Yeah, Philly should be pretty chilly, yep. Yeah, uh, I I see the Eagles having the advantage there. And I think they're, like we were saying before, I think the Eagles are a different team with Nick Foles, a quarterback. Yeah. It's crazy to think yeah. about. Um, I think they need I think they need to give Wentz a year off, if I'm being honest. And I'm saying from, like, now until all the way through next year also. They need him to get fully healthy, fully in the right state of mind. I mean... Granted, he's recovering from, I think they said a stress fracture in his back. And then top that off with the knee injury that he had last year, he could slowly go downhill if they're not careful. And that Oh, could... yeah. It doesn't take much. Yeah. No, yeah, those you're right. injuries, like Some of those injuries like don't 
fully come back, right? You know, you, you get a little bit of a dent. That dent doesn't always quite pop back out. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He, he is such, I hate to say it, but man, wouldn't that suck if he was like the great quarterback that never was, you know? Right. Let, let's hope he gets some rest. I, I, I just uh, hope he gets a speedy recovery. Uh, the next game up is the Green Bay Packers at the New York Jets. Um, and when you see this game on paper before the season starts, you think, oh, Packers are going to be resting all their starters because they're going to be in the playoffs. Right. Yeah, and you yeah, see them at 5-8-1. Yeah. And you're like, uh, what happened? Uh, what do you what do you think about this game? Because yeah, I don't think too much of it, and I don't really trust either one. I am going to take the Jets at home. I think the Packers just really lost all of their momentum and adrenaline. Um, I, I'm going to try the Jets. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if I trust the uh, the Jets. If I'm being honest, um, <laughs> never have and probably never will. So I'm I'm, I'm going to stick with the stick with Me the pack. Uh, I'm going to stick with the Packers. Uh, I think they showed some moxie this past week, um, but. Uh, you know, on to next year for the Packers. I mean, I think they just had a rough year. A uh, lot of internal struggles with the coach uh, and the quarterback. But I think next year they're going to come back as a new team and just, things are going to be different. Well, at least we hope. Uh, next game up, also on CBS, we got the Bills at the Patriots. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm worried about the Patriots, if I'm being yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah they're a little, little off this year. And I think that has something to do with Tom Brady. And I'm saying this clear as day. I think he's showing his age. He's showing he's not the same quarterback he was two, three years ago. And right. Now, he's still very good, right? But he doesn't have that same magic. Like, no. That's pretty much what it is. Like, like he's that, just not quite finishing the games. Like that play on Sunday when he went to throw the ball out of bounds, but turns out it's in play and Joe Hayden went up and got it. And yeah. after the game, they were like, oh, what happened on that play? And he goes, I was trying to throw it out of bounds, but I couldn't. And my thing is, if you're going to throw it out of bounds, huck it as hard as you can in that general direction. Make sure it has enough to get out of play. The way yeah, he threw sure. it out, he he, it was a donut. Yeah, totally and, agree. And and I'm saying to myself, the old Tom Brady would have not have made this mistake. Um, it's making me kind of rethink them trading away guys like Garoppolo, trading away guys like Brissett. Um, I know, right? Don't All of a sudden, newsflash. Don't be surprised if the Pats are the front runner for Joe Flacco next year, because Joe Flacco <laughs> is not coming back in Baltimore. Per reports, he is not. He's going to be done in Baltimore after this year. He will not go to New England. No way. Or question is, do they go with a guy like Manziel or or Kaepernick? Yeah, they'll probably go. They'll probably draft. Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. They they need to do yeah. something. Yeah, but no, they're definitely they're definitely the uh, the bottom of the top teams. You know, they used to always be the kind of the middle or top of the top, and now they're now they're the, you know the A minus B plus team. Yeah, I'm still still taking, taking them though for sure. Uh, you know, I'm actually going to take the Bills in this game. Oh, whoo. that's too funny. Yeah, uh, you know, it is in Foxborough. I get it, and people are like they never lose two in a row. But guess what? They just lost two in a row, and they said the same thing early in the season. Oh, they never lose two in a row, and they lost two in a row. This You're is so a funny. different team. This defense is not. That great. It's really not. Uh, they can't defend the run. And the one thing that the Bills know how to do is run the ball with Josh Allen. And I think the Bills will make it a close contest. I think it's going to be a, a field goal win for the Bills last minute. No, you're, you're crazy. You're a prisoner of the moment. Unbelievable. Taking the Bills. Who are you taking? Are you taking the Pats? Oh, Patriots for sure. Yeah. You know, it, it may sound crazy, but it's just like I... I 
until I see something out of the Patriots. Crazy. I know it. I know it does. But until I see something out of the Patriots, I can't. I can't see, go with the them. Thing. You're not. You're, you're not going to see that. They're not going to get explosive, right? They're they're, they're going to be very smart. If they win playoff games, it's going to be because they're more disciplined and they're smarter and they're playing like sound football. You know, they're not going to win because they're outlasting or outpunching somebody. You know, that's for sure. Right. But at the same time, though, Kyle, you talk about undisciplined. Fourteen pelties last Sunday. Fourteen. Yeah, that was just weird. Yeah. And but that's half of them were pre-snap. False yeah. starts and illegal right. shifts and illegal motion. Those are penalties that should not be happening with a team led by Belichick and Brady. I'm telling I'm sorry. But that I mean I'm sitting here like That's it, that's rare though. That never that doesn't happen usually. No. It's gonna happen right. once in a while. And I think they, there was a stat that came up on the T V that says fourteen penalties is the most penalties against the Patriots in a game since two thousand and three. Yeah. Wow. That was before their first Super Bowl. That's that's that's, too funny. that's sickening to think about. But anyway, I digress. Um, next game up, we got the Vikings at the Lions. Um, the way the Vikings played with their new offense coordinator, they played inspired. And especially a guy like Dalvin Cook, who just shredded Miami. And I'm going Vikings in a route. They're gonna- yeah, it takes, a, it takes a reset like this, and this definitely helps them. Might be too little too late here, but uh, I'm taking the Vikings as well. Do you think they have a chance at the playoffs? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. Right now... What is it? They're they're basically. Um, I think they're in the the sixth spot for their, in, the, in the NFC. Yeah, they're, they're you know because right now Seattle has it outright the first wild card, um, and then yeah, it's gonna be pretty. There's there's a few of them right there at seven and six, you know, seven and seven, whatever. So yeah, it's gonna be real tight. That tie they got might be what benefits them over teams like Philly or Washington. That yeah, are seven and I mean seven that right could now. make a so difference. That's huge. Yeah, that and I mean def- Carolina has a shot. They could win two, these two games here. Very tough tonight against the New Orleans, but um, yeah, yeah, I think they have a very good shot for it for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we'll see what happens, but it's a very log jammed NFC for sure. I mean, it's pretty log jammed in the AFC too. You got a lot of teams mm. who are close to taking that sixth spot. That fifth spot's pretty much out of reach, more or less. But that sixth spot is up for grabs. Um, moving on to the next game, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Dallas Cowboys. I think the Cowboys bounce back in this game. Um, they have to. Oh, yeah. After, getting, right, put, exactly. uh, after putting up a donut, I mean, they And they, they're they at home, yep. Yeah. Yeah, the, I, I'm taking them as well. Um, I still think they'll end up losing ne- next week just to make the division interesting, but I bet you they win this week uh, against Tampa. Okay. Uh, the, the next game we got up, we got the Cincinnati Bengals at the Cleveland Browns. Let's go, Browns, baby. Browns, baby, Browns, roll on them Bengals. And I'm telling yeah, you. Yeah, for what, sure. One thing about the Browns in this game, Hugh Jackson is on the other side of the field. He's the assistant coach for the for the Bengals. Yep. I think the Browns are going to come out in this game, and they are going to absolutely annihilate the Bengals. I think this is not going to be close. I think this is going to be a statement win, both for their offense and defense. And this is going to put them in, in, in a potential playoff spot. It's just so cool to see, and it's like uh, what Baker was saying there last week or, or two. He was saying, hey, you know, I, I really hope we – he goes, I, I don't mean this in a negative way, but I, I really hope we sell a few more, you know, seats for our last home game or whatever. And that that's like that's just so cool. The guy's like – he loves it, and he's like he's like taking on this – I want I want to lead the, this town and this city, you know. It's freaking awesome. Uh, and everyone's behind him. The offense is great. Defense is strong. Between him and Nick Chubb, like, man, they, they're just gobbling up yards. You know, I had said this earlier in the year, you know, before uh, the draft in April, that if they draft a solid quarterback 
and draft a solid running back, Browns could be dangerous because their um, defense was pretty solid last year. And I think they built on a little bit this year for sure. But yeah, right. they have Baker Mayfield, David Njoku, Nick Chubb, Jarvis Landry. That's a pretty fearsome foursome. And they're it young. Is, man. They're young and, and they're hungry. Right. Right. They're And they're just like, how exciting is that? You basically can build the legacy in Cleveland. Like they don't have much of one right now. It used to be back in the 60s, but this is their chance to do it. So it's almost like you can't lose right now. You know, if they do bad, that's what they always do. And if they kill it, then they're going to turn that city around. Um, yeah, those guys are going to be some studs there. Uh, that tight end, I, I think Nick Chubb's going to be a top five, top seven running back next year, the year after. Like, they are going to have a strong offense. Yeah, you know, I'm really excited to see what they do next year because um, they're really exciting to watch. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think this is a completely different Browns team than what even the Browns fans are used to. Right, no, exactly. They're just actual, you know, offensive, you know, firepower. And they got a good defense. Yeah. Well, and they complement each other. That's the thing is, like, neither one of them are that great, but it's because they have a good other side to help them, you know? Uh, if they had just a good offense, that it, w- it wouldn't work. And if they had just the defense, it wouldn't, wouldn't work. All right. <clears throat> I'm taking the Browns. Yeah, me you know too. That. I got to take the Browns in this one. Uh, next game up, we got the Atlanta Falcons at the Carolina Panthers. Um, Panthers are going to be fighting for a playoff spot in this game. I mean, uh, maybe if they possibly yeah, if they but, lose uh, this game tonight, they're they're yeah. probably out at this point. Yeah, I am taking Carolina though. They're, I I just believe in them a lot more. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Falcons. Uh, I think, granted, you know they played Arizona this past week and just shellacked them, but at the same time, Falcons are going to play spoiler to a couple people uh, in coming yeah. down the stretch, and I think the Falcons are that spoiler team. Uh, so I'm going to pick the Falcons by uh, by a touchdown. Uh, this next game um, is the Jaguars against the Dolphins. Uh, kind of an interesting matchup here. Um, I think I got to go to the Dolphins on this. Jaguars are just falling apart on all sides. Yeah, no, they're 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 not very strong, and at least Miami, you know, they they can put together a pretty good offense still, and they got a fighting chance. So Miami. Also, can't believe the Pats lost to the, this garbage team earlier this year. And same, well, I can't say the same about the Dolphins. The Dolphins are actually a pretty solid team. Uh, the next game I got up is the Giants at the Colts, and I got to take the Giants here mainly because um, the Colts allowed Zeke to have, a, I think it was a little over a hundred cumulative yards last week, and now you get yeah. a guy like Saquon Barkley who got pretty stuffed last week by the titans i i gotta i gotta say saquon's the x factor here in indoors no element no rain no nothing i think the giants run all over the colts no you're right he is something special um and he's the guy you can utilize and just keep trying him in different ways and then eventually you break down the defense and that's what he does and i bet you he gets 150 175 total yards but i think indy wins it they look really good right now and, and luck is flowing um I, I hope they make the playoffs. I would love to see that. So I'm taking Indy. All right. So the next game we got up, we just got a few more left to do. We got the Bears at your boys, the Ninas. Um, I think the Bears are just on a whole other level right now. Um, I think the Bears are going to win this game. And I think it's going to be pretty low scoring. I think. Uh, yeah, Sam, it might be kind of close. I, I, I'd say like a 13-10 game maybe. Yeah, San Francisco has played some good uh, opponents and played them pretty well. And, you know, we've seen Chicago, they've 
their four losses, they've had a few disappointing games. You know, I can see it happen again. Um, but I do think Chicago will pull it out. The next game we got up, and if this isn't the route of the week, I don't know what will. But you got the uh, L.A. Rams at the Arizona Cardinals. Rams are going to win by three touchdowns in this game. <laughs> yeah, the, after lo- after losing in primetime at home against the Eagles, the, the Rams have to bounce back, and they're going to bounce back in a big way. I'm, I'm taking the Rams a little bit closer. Um, after losing this past week, and now they're kind of hitting cruise control because they're, they're going to coast in the playoffs here. Um, I'm a little bit nervous. And, you know, division games can be sneaky. Um they might win by 14, maybe, but I bet you it's close at the end of the fourth. That's my guess. Yeah, I, th- I think it'll be uh, pretty much over by the end of the third. If, if I'm, Ooh, all right, yeah. we'll see. This will be fun. Uh, um, next game, uh, it's going to be a good one. You got the Pittsburgh Steelers going to New Orleans to face the Saints. This oh, should great game. This should be an awesome, awesome game. Uh, who yeah, you like I'm in torn, game? but I'll, I'll, take, I'll take this as my game of the week. I'm torn with Sunday Night Football. But um, oh man, I don't know what to think. Mm, Pittsburgh's just never out of it. They know how to win the big games, just like they did this last week. Uh, I'm going to take New Orleans because they're going to want to push and they want they're going to want to stick on, um, making sure the Super Bowl road to it goes through New Orleans. So they are going to be pushing hard for this game, and I don't think Pittsburgh can stop them. You know, I'm actually going to go with the Steelers. Uh, you know, after watching them this week, they're able to put more pressure on a quarterback than I've seen them be able to do in the last couple of years. Yeah. Weird, um, right? Yeah. And the last time Breeze was under pressure was against Tampa, and he struggled against Tampa. Granted, they came back and won that game, but I feel like the Steelers can put pressure harder than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers can, and I and think they they're actually – I think they have a much better offense in Tampa, and I think the Steelers are, are going to win by a touchdown. So I – I agree with that what you said about Tampa, but New New Orleans made the adjustments and beat it by fourteen. So right. that I mean that also shows right there that they can can adjust to that. So yes, Pittsburgh can do it, um, but New Orleans offense is much better, um, and I don't think they'll be able to cover them all. And New Orleans defense is pretty strong. They are. I, I think of the two defenses though. I think the Steelers have the better defense. If I'm being honest. Um, the, Saints will have the better run defense, but the Steelers will have the better pass defense and the better pass rush. Well, they better hope they have the best pass defense to stop Drew Brees. So, yeah. Yeah, no. And that's the other thing. True. The Saints it's going to be good. The, pass, uh, the Saints pass defense is pretty poor. And with receivers like Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster, right. they're, they're going to get right. gashed. This is, so, this is such a matchup. Yeah, this is a really, really, really good matchup. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely, I'm still taking the Steelers. Um, could be a Super Bowl preview. There's been like eight Super be. Bowl preview games this year. There's been some great ones. Rams, Chiefs played, Bears, Chiefs. No, I, I guess Bears played the Rams. But there's been some awesome like possible previews. Yeah, and uh, you know, it, this might be a long shot, but this could be a potential Super Bowl matchup. The Chiefs at the Seahawks. That's, yeah, right. No, exactly. The Seahawks are playing really well. Granted, they they lost a tough game against the 49ers in overtime, but... <laughs> Chiefs are kind of slipping a little bit too. Oh yeah, they are just. I've said this for three weeks now. They are not the same without Cream Hunt, and they are no longer my AFC favorite for sure. Um, I'm gonna take Seattle. Um, yeah, KC's just not the same. They don't have the same threat at running back. Damian Williams is pretty good actually, but um, doesn't doesn't get the attention. So they're covering the pass more. You know, Mahomes, Hill, and and um, Kelsey kind of been you know much more grounded the past few weeks. 
So, yeah, I'm going to go Seattle. And I think the Seahawks defense has kind of been revitalized a little bit in these past couple of weeks. I think they're playing a lot better than they were at the beginning of the season. Um, I'm also going to go to see uh, the Seahawks as well. Uh, I, I never would have thought that a month ago. No. A month ago, I'm like, oh, Chiefs in a route. But, no, I think the... I think the Seahawks win win this game. I think it's going to be close, but I believe it or not, I think it's going to come down to the kicker, kicking game. I think if Jainikowski misses field goals in this game, Seahawks will lose by six. But if he's on point in Seattle on primetime and Sunday night, I think the Seahawks win by six. So I, so I think that's going to be a difference maker. Um, and last but not least, the last game we got, Christmas Eve. You got the uh, Denver Broncos at the Oakland Raiders. Uh, and you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get myself to a Christmas Eve night game. That's cool. You know, put Jalen to bed. You go out. You're like, let me get some milk and cookies right. from Santa and have some myself. Yeah, it might be. It might even be in a few years. And it might be all three of us that go to like a Christmas Eve game, you know, like the night game. That'd be freaking fun. Talk about a talk about a present. Yeah, it's uh, it, it, that would be nice to go to a uh to a christmas eve game you know especially if it's my team that's playing on christmas eve well yeah but, that's uh, that's part of it but then again you're also dealing with 25 degree weather so won't be too yeah fun. there's that too um i gotta go with the broncos here uh yeah, Raiders broncos. Showed some life against the steelers with block kicks and decent defense but they just can't put points up on offense they really can't yeah 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 denver yeah denver all day uh, so we are going to take our last break, and when we get back, uh, we are going to talk playoff scenarios in the NFL. Stay tuned. You don't listen to the heavyweight chumps? Well, they're only the greatest podcast that wrestles with pop culture. You don't believe us? Well, listen to some of their fans. And for those of you that don't speak cricket, here's our translator. Mr. Harlan T. Bobo. It's like cotton candy in my ears right now, man. <laughs> the Heavyweight Chumps. You can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Stitcher. Every Monday and Thursday, same fat time, same, same fat, fat channel. Welcome, welcome back, everybody, from our last break. Uh, we're going to jump into... Um, what used to be a fantasy football corner, but I know fantasy football more or less done at this point. So we're actually going to be talking about who we think is going to make the playoffs on each side. Um, hey, you know what? And Dan, let's have a shout out. Anyone that's going into the week 16, this could be your championship game coming up. So, you know, we give it up to you. Nice job getting there. We hope you take it home. Oh, thanks, Kyle. I'm so glad you mentioned that because I'm coming off of an absolute domination of Ron's brother, as I called it earlier this week, by 50 oh, points. Okay, cool. I'm going to take care of this guy and I'm going on to the championship game. So I need some advice this week because I can't listen to my own because I do not give good fantasy advice. De- de- definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Make sure you pass that on to Ron, um, to your brother, Tom, by the way, Ron. Okay. No, oh, I'm sure you'll hear it. Good, good, good. Good, good. It means progress. All right. Anyway. Anyway. So the good news is, though, is, yeah, there are the six teams that are in the playoffs right now. Total between the two conferences, there's only seven other teams who could make the playoffs right now. Uh, four on the AFC side and three on the NFC side. 
So this should be interesting to hear uh, both sides. So I actually wanted to start with Kyle. Uh, Kyle, who do you th- who do you got for your six teams in the AFC and NFC? Why don't we do conference by conference, like just AFC first or something? Okay. So just so we can, uh, it's just easier for me to hear who you guys predict if we do one at a time, you know. Okay, so we'll start um, with the AFC then. Seating wise, that's uh, boy, I, I I hate to have to go that far in it, but um, division champs, I do see Patriots, Steelers, Texans, and the Chargers taking the divisions. Um, by default, either Kansas City or Chargers would win the wild card. So I'll put KC as the first wild card. And then I think the second team in is going to be the Colts. And I think we're going to unfortunately see the Ravens miss the playoffs. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, Ron, what do you think on your on your side for the AFC? Um, Yeah, that's kind of tough. I mean, I think that the Chiefs are – I mean, obviously the Chiefs are in. Um, Chargers also in. Uh, Texans, I think, are going to hold on, if I had to guess. I think that the Colts might make a very late push. And like he said, I think the Ravens get forced out here. But I think otherwise, yeah, Patriots-Steelers, yeah. I think those are all six teams. I don't know. I think the only one that really changes is the Colts, honestly, from the wild card round. Yeah, so um, I got I got the Chargers then as the top seed for the AFC West. I got wow, the Pats yeah. in the AFC East. Uh, let me see, AFC Central, uh, AFC North. I got the Ravens. Uh, I think the Ravens oh, wow. are playing better ball. Uh, the Steelers they have a tough schedule coming down the stretch. Um, don't be surprised if they possibly taper off, but. But I mean, that's that's so tough. Mm. But um, for the last team, so I got Chargers, Ravens, Pats, Chiefs. Oh, I think the Colts actually overtake the Texans for the uh, for the AFC South. Wow! And the Texans end mm. up in a wild card spot. And the Steelers oh, are going to miss sense. the playoffs. Steelers will miss the playoffs. So they're going to. Wow. Lo- you're saying they're going to they're going to lose to the Saints, and then they're going to lose to the Bengals. Well, actually, yeah, I could see. Well, okay, I don't see that one though. Well, if they if they lose to the Saints, they're eight and six. But then if the Colts go ahead right. and and win next in this next week, and the Ravens win next week, the Ravens will jump the Steelers, and then all the Ravens have to do is win their last week game, and and they're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gonna be tough. Ravens against the Chargers. I don't see it happening. You know, I have a lot of faith in the Ravens. You know, I think they're a really good team. They're playing really solid football, and I could see them being a dark horse in the AFC playoff picture. Uh, they're playing better defense than pretty much anybody on the, on that side of the conference besides the Chargers. And, well, I mean, I'd probably say the Steelers, too. It's probably those three are the three best defensive teams in the in the AFC right now. Uh, yeah. You know, it's a shame, too, because the Titans are playing great defense, too. I mean, they just blink Dallas. they are. Uh, and and to think they're gonna, I I don't think there's any way the Dolphins or Browns make the make the playoffs. Browns are making a last second push, but that tie is gonna be a huge difference. Yeah, I think you're completely right. You know, could, incidentally, I think the Cowboys are gonna be out of the playoff race after next week. Well, not out of the playoff race, but like I think they're gonna lose their spot, and um, I don't think they're getting back in. I think the Eagles are gonna actually take it after that win against the Rams, which is shocking because the Eagles started out like really poorly this year. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and Kyle, who do you got over in the N- NFC? All right, so NFC, um, winning, let's see, let's start with the easier ones. Uh, NFC West, that's set. NFC South, those are set. Rams and Saints, they can't move. Uh, the Bears, 
they don't, I don't think they've even clinched their division yet, have they? Yes, they. Yes, they, they have. They got an X and Y by their name. Yep. So, yeah. they beat the Packers. Yeah. They won. So the, the Rams game. and Saints are guaranteed the bye, and no, they are not. The Bear- oh wait, no, the Bears could catch the Rams, and they already beat the, Bear- the Rams. The Bear- Bears. Wow. So if the Saints lose tonight to the Panthers, the Bears are only one game back of the first seed. Right. Yeah. Well, wow. second seed. What a turnaround. Saints are eleven and two. You're saying if the, if the Saints lose tonight, that's correct. Yes. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Um, either way, so yeah, Rams, Saints, Bears, and then NFC East. Ugh, that's just always a toss up. Um, I do think this week the Eagles are going to have a hard time. They're playing Houston, correct? Yes, they are. I, I don't. Ooh, I, I don't know if they're going to win that one. But then again, I don't know if Dallas will either. Um, and then Eagles win next week. I'm going to say Dallas ekes out the the division. And then wild card wise, I am taking uh, the Seahawks, uh, definitely with the number five seed, uh, and then the just barely limping in uh, Vikings will take number six. Yeah, I think that it pretty much looks exactly the way that it looks right now. Right, the Saints, Rams, Vikings, Seahawks, and Bears, and then the, the Cowboys are the only ones that switch out, and the Eagles come in. Yeah, no, I yeah, agree. I, I think that. the. I- I think the six teams that are in right now are the six teams that make it. Uh, I do think that the Bears are going to end up taking the number two seed. Uh, and I think the Rams are going to move up to number one and the Saints will drop to four. Uh, wow. Well, to three. Yeah, to three. Yeah. Um, Who dropped to three? The, the Saints. Oh, the Saints. Oh, never. I think no the Rams way. and the Bears are going to be one, two. I think the Saints, Vikings, Seahawks, Cowboys will be the other four. Chicago's going to be a very hard out if they're playing home games in Chicago. That's yeah, gonna be, if they that's gonna be something. If, if they have home yeah. field, watch out, everybody, because that's going to be trouble. Yeah. Out of these teams right True. here, the Saints, the Bears, and the Seahawks have like the strongest home home field advantages. Um, the Rams, it's just, it's just too nice there; it's easy to play, you know. Um, so teams like Dallas and the Rams, they better be careful because they don't want to be having to travel to any of these teams. Yeah. Now, um, yeah. Now the more important part. Um, who do you guys pick as your representative from each conference? Ooh, we, this is our third our third chance to to get this one right, huh? Yep. <laughs> About time. <laughs> oh man, uh, my AFC uh, representative. Um, mm, I'm torn. I'm about to well, say I'll the Patriots. What, I'm sticking with my original. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have to go with the Patriots. Uh, wrong. <laughs> as as like the overall winner, or as like is that they're going to go to the finals for the AFC? I thought we said AFC representative, so that'd be the Patriots. Yeah, AFC rep. Oh, fair point. Okay, well, I'm sticking with my original choice. I'm going with the Chiefs. I know that they're having trouble right now, but I think they get it righted by, you know, the time they get to the Super Bowl. I think, like we've talked about before, Chiefs aren't the same team without Kareem Hunt. Damian Williams is a good running back. He's not the same as Kareem Hunt. I think the AFC representative, for the first time in his career, the L.A. Chargers. I like to see it, man. Pretty impressive. I like to see it. Think... Oh man, because they're playing great on both sides, and I mean the fact that they can beat Kansas City. In Kansas City, without Melvin Gordon and Keenan yep. Allen, it's a huge statement. Um, and I think mm. that, I think they're going to be the team to beat. Um, now, who do you guys got on the NFC side? Uh, it's kind of tough. I'm flopping between the Saints and the Rams, but I think I want to stick with like my original prediction from the beginning of the year and go with it's going to be the Chiefs against the Rams in the Super Bowl. I think that the Bears probably, oh my gosh. I mean, just between the Saints, the Bears, and the Rams is going to be insane. Yeah. Yep. But um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with my guns. I'm going to go, it's going to be the Chiefs and the Rams. And we're going to have a repeat of the game that where it broke 100 points or something. 
They might even Seriously. break the record again. Absolute shootout. Yep. Yeah, all three of these top teams I like a lot, and I, I want to see them in the Super Bowl. They just they all three of them deserve it. They have such great stories. Um, but I think it'll be the Saints. I think that's fair. For me, it's always been the same, and I say it like my boy Teddy Bruschi says it. Defense wins championships. Bears go to the Super Bowl. I think it's Bears Chargers. Right. I think that would be a good game too. That would be I a great game. I think that yeah. saying is falling short these days. It's not quite the same now. I mean, defense wins championships unless you have an offense like the Saints or the Rams or the Patriots or Chiefs. You know, it's crazy. No, yep. you're right. You know, granted, I would much, I would much rather see a game like the Chiefs and Rams. If that's the Super Bowl, like you know, I'm gonna take the day off Monday because because I oh, ain't coming in after I that see game. The Bears that's gonna there be too, yeah, because we're gonna start gonna start a drinking game. You know, after each touchdown. Oh like, yeah, I'd what be a hammered. weird matchup. Think about this: the Bears and the Chargers. That would be such a strange matchup. But the Bears defense yeah. against that Chargers offense, or the Chiefs, or the Patriots offense. I would love to see the Bears defense play one of those AFC powerhouses. I would love to yeah. even see the Chiefs and the Bears. Yeah, right. That'd be a great yeah. matchup. I would love to see if the Bears can hold one of those teams to under like 17, 16 points. You know, not to mention yeah. two rookie quarterbacks and Mahomes and Trubinsky. Yeah. True. Not true first year, but first year right. full season. That'd be right. awesome. You know. Um and next next week we're gonna actually be making our Super Bowl picks because obviously it's the final week of the season. Um but that's going to do it for this episode of Ride the Pine. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, you can follow us on social media. Thank you so, so much. Uh, you know, it's sad that the NFL season is coming to an end soon, but uh, we will bring, be bringing you contact, content weekly um, with as much stuff as we can. Um, but any, any final words, guys, before we sign off? Uh, speak for yourself. I don't really care that the NFL season's almost over. Okay. Sports podcast out. <laughs> All right. Thanks, thanks, everybody, for tuning in, and we'll catch you all next week. Take care. Bye-bye.